Hello, this is Melanie McMullen and Hannah Hurley, and you're listening to the IoT Integrator Wire, brought to you by the channel company and sponsored by Intel. We focus on integrators and innovators who are building Internet of Things technology solutions. Our stories are available online at www.theiotintegrator.com, on Twitter at IoT Solution Provider, and on Flipboard at the IoT Integrator Update. And you're listening to episode 23, Building and Selling IoT Market-Ready Solutions. So today we welcome Rob Rizny. He's the Director of Edge AI Solutions Architecture at Intel. Rob's a visionary technology evangelist who has more than 20 years of experience working with companies, partners, and integrators in a variety of industries who are creating smart, connected IoT and Edge solutions. So welcome, Rob. Thank you, Melanie. Pleased to be here. So let's start off. Tell us a little bit about yourself and share some insights on what you do at Intel. Okay, so, you know, to understand uh, what I do at Intel, it, it, I've got to take you all the way back to, um, you know, how I started in the technology arena. You know, back in the late 90s, there was this crazy idea coming out uh, called the Internet. And my first software companies were all focused on how we break, you know, use network technologies to network Internet based technologies to provision unbundled loops from the big telco carriers out of mainframe systems so that different businesses could do different things. And that evolved into, you know, working on business to business integration technologies uh, that included analytics. And I moved from that integrated systems world, you know, really deeply into the analytics space and the process integration space. Um, Eventually I joined IBM uh, where for 10 years, I really led innovation for what would become the business analytics unit. Um, and then eventually Watson IoT. Um, spent some time in, uh, in other, other areas, uh, ran alliances for you know, some large software companies, was the general manager for an edge hardware company who really wanted to break into this space. Um, but I've always had a focus on how to take these leading edge technologies and make them practical for real business problems. And that's what's led me to Intel. Um, I started working with Intel in my days at IBM as we started to do prototyping of edge systems designed to enable industry 4.0 applications. Uh, one of the first applications I built at IBM uh, in conjunction with the Intel ecosystem actually uh, was running at a fab to monitor chiller health. And it was all about making sure that factory was always up and running. Now that I'm you know, at Intel, My role is really to nurture the AI solutions ecosystem. That includes our ISV partners that are bringing leading applications for AI, in particular vision systems, uh, but blending that with more traditional analytics to enable business problem solving uh, in healthcare, retail, warehousing, um, and, and, and many others. So it's been quite a journey and it's an exciting time here at Intel. Yeah, that's that's really fascinating. I mean, you've you've been at from the beginning, and um, you know that's there's a so much has happened since you first started. What, yeah. what what was the first product that in your mind you first started hearing the words IoT or I? What was the first IoT technology that caught your eye? Well, those of us that have been in the in the sector for a long time remember before they oriented those three letters together uh, yeah. to make IoT. Um, probably the important thing if I was going to link it back to the first instances of applying analytics to data that came from things would have been really at my time uh, at in IBM analytics, where I helped integrate the SPSS business 
um, into the broader um, into the broader broader decision management portfolio of IBM, where we were taking a lot of machine generated data and applying uh, data mining techniques to generate predictive models to you know prevent downtime. Those were the early days of taking analytics that primarily had been applied in things like you know um, credit scores. Uh, deciding whether or not you know to give you a home loan, um, deciding whether or not you were a fraud risk, um, you know, in, in insurance, taking those techniques and applying them to industrial applications started to happen there. And then the Internet of Things is funny because let's be honest, it was invented by analysts to help size a market trend that touched so many different areas. Um, right. Yeah. I like to tell people now, you know, there is no such thing as an IOT market unless you're selling consulting. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. And the reality, and the reality for that is because the idea of getting data from everything is now just, it's in the fabric of every industry. Um, so the internet of things is no longer a technology trend. It's just a necessary source of data to make better decisions. Right. Yeah. I like how you described it as being part of the fabric, because I think that's that's an interesting um, shift for, you know, how we look at the whole market. That's so, exactly right. Yeah. So, you know, Intel, we covered a lot of these. Um, you have a very thriving ecosystem of market ready solutions. Um, what were the driving forces that sort of created the need originally for repeatable solutions? That's a great question. Um, and I'll, I'll take it back to experiences I had in the early days uh, working with working with Intel um, as a vendor. You know, we would, yeah. we would come to Intel and collaborate on applications of analytics. And we were always struggling with how do we break through the proof of concept barrier to get to clients that would frankly adopt things at scale. There's a big difference be, be, you know, between grabbing a Raspberry Pi uh, that can give you, you know, just a point approach to solving a problem and then being able to deploy something at say 50 factories. Right. It's a big difference. And so, yeah. and, and the, the reality is in these kinds of solution areas, it's, it's never, it canned doesn't work. Um, and the reason is because there's so many different kinds of data and operational technologies that impact the success of a solution. What Intel realized quickly was they had to simplify it. They had to create canonical methods based on best practices that could be adopted by people that weren't experts. They, did, they didn't necessarily have the PhD in data science. They didn't have all the electrical engineers to do the design and testing of what exactly the right memory profile would be on an edge gateway. Rather, what they could do is predefine effectively success roadmaps that could then be customized by integrators to solve problems in a scaled way. So it really evolved as a mechanism to help people get started fast and then scale successfully. Yeah, I like how you call it a roadmap. I think that's a really great uh, analogy of, of what it does. Well, so the, the roadmap concept is not new in the world of consulting, you know, and whether you're yeah. doing business transformation, a tech, you know, an ERP implementation, there's always stages to, to a successful rollout. And in the world of the Internet of Things, of analytics and AI, what's different about it is the, the, not only the applications of the technology, but how much they crisscross into different things and how much they also expose you 
to new kinds of processes and even you know reality, even risks uh, that if they're not managed correctly uh, and discreetly can create a lot of problems. So let's talk a little bit about how you choose your solutions to include in the IoT marketplace. So you know, someone comes to you and says, "Rob, I've got this great um, solution." You know, so what's what's the process for a company that has a solution and they want to be included in the marketplace? Well, I mean, the first thing that we really like to to see is, you know, first of all, we have sets of I'll call it technical criteria gates that we try to you know, evaluate based on what we hear from our clients and our partners, you know, so right. the big, the big elements that you start to see are, you know, are you API driven? Do you have a sense of what it means to be containerized? Uh, do you understand uh, that you've got to have a solution that is, you know, edge connected, cloud aware? These technology fundamentals in all kinds of things are sort of the, the baseline requirement for any deployed distributed system today. And I, though that immediately aligns you to being able to be absorbed by a large IT integrator uh, or to be coupled with other uh, compatible uh, resources, because that's how the world works now. It's heterogeneous. Beyond those technology issues, though, we need to see you know, the, the practical way that this, from a business standpoint, can actually be adopted by somebody. You know, is it, is it uh, pre-validated with relevant hardware? Um, are, is it easy for someone to, at a business level, acquire this, support it, scale it, um, or if they have to go through a massive design process at the front end, it doesn't really, it, it becomes just more of a, um, a concept diagram, not a solution. And then I'd call out finally, in order to really get into these stage, into this stage of our marketplace, we like to have a validated, you know, production win. Let's show somebody that's really done it before, so that when that inevitable question gets asked, "Where have you done this?" you've got an ability to point, you know, point at a success. Yeah, that's a really important piece of it. Well, it is because there's so many pieces of technology today. There's so much technology today. Um, you know, I hate to say it, but we don't need any more right now. What we need is <laughs> yeah. we need practical business thinking about how to apply it to transform, you know, the, the everyday things we're doing. Um, and that's what truly a digital experience is all about. You know, there's always the build versus buy question. The build versus buy question is one that, especially when people are thinking about cloud-based solutions, you know, the, the thinking is, well, you know what, I, I have, you know, five people who really get how to do microservices, I'll just whip something together. Um, the build versus buy situation in the world in analytics uh, and, and edge based systems is particularly um, tempting because it's so easy to get something simple up and running. This is true for the Internet of Things. It's true for AI. Um, even doing things like training a model to recognize whether somebody has a hard hat on. This stuff isn't hard. It's pre-documented. You can go download things off GitHub. Intel makes reference libraries available. Um, the challenge that starts to happen, though, is, again, in that rollout mechanism. If you're building something that you're going to, you know, you know, have deployed in, um, you know, three conference rooms, that's a lot different than, say, managing, you know, the Microsoft headquarters. Um, and so the build versus buy statement, yes, it's certainly about scalability, um, but it's also, I, I would say it's also about risk management. 
Um, somebody somewhere has to fix the bug. Somebody somewhere has to be on the support line or deal with you know, the next security threat and making sure that it was uh, handled correctly. So those are, re those are realities, I think, that, that especially in the edgiest of our applications um, are top of mind for our clients. Do you see any hesitancy among integrators about using the pre-built solutions? Yeah, so when I, do I see you know, hesitancy from, um, from integrators uh, in, in these solutions? Yes, because there's some fear that it might displace where they have unique value add. Um, and to be frank, uh, th there's an element of truth to that. If, if an integrator is used to you know, always being able to milk you know, every $30 an hour outsourced consulting hour um, you know, in their work, then yeah, the, the solutions approach is certainly a threat. Uh, but I would suggest that the, the days of those kinds of businesses are rapidly disappearing anyway. It's more important than ever right now for businesses that are thinking, and integrators that are thinking about the, the role that their partners are doing to understand where they're going to discreetly add value and where their true profit centers are. The solutions that we typically are seeing people acquire from our marketplace or from our partners are often highly focused to a problem area that then can enable someone to take somebody on a much bigger journey. There's always an integration job. There's always an opportunity to expand. Um, just because you grabbed a solution for doing one type of welding in a factory, there's seven other profiles of wet welding that need to happen, let alone metal fabrication. Uh, so the key is probably just to have a good business sense um, and not start from a perspective that says, you know, my business is frozen in time and it will always make money a certain way. I wanted to revisit the uh, Intel marketplace. Can you describe some of the most interesting and unusual solutions that you've seen in there and that really kept your, your imagination? You know, it's an evolutionary, um, it's an evolutionary concept. And what I mean by that is, you know, the, the marketplace is, has always been a place where you could, you know, get started with a, a lot of different out of the box approaches uh, to, to solve particular problems. Uh, there's been a lot of opportunities to look at industry specific kind of areas, you know, looking at it, it ends up becoming a, a really interesting place for someone to find out what's being thought of in other sectors, you know, so you want to think about, you know, what does it mean to manage an electric grid, what does it mean to do predictive maintenance on an oil field, um, you want to think about how do you have a retail store with shelves that can automatically provision, um, you know, the, you know, goods uh, when they are when they're short? Each of the different categories that the approach that we take is really aligned to industry, um, and I think that's what's really interesting to me is being able to start from the point of view of the outcome for a sector, and then drill through it in that way. You know it. From our point of view, it's always the triangulation between um, the outcome and the industry, and that enables a set of use cases that can be supported with digital solutions. Yeah, as writers, we're always going in there to look at ideas and um, see what's going on because there is a lot of exciting things happening and some interesting concepts that give us some story ideas. 
There's no question, I think, that the, the digital marketplace ends up being a great way to sort of see what kinds of topics are top are front of mind. What's often also interesting there is to dig into just a couple levels down in how they're created to see the commonalities of the types of things that people are concerned about. You know, a, a number of years ago, it was all about topics like how do I get data from a disconnected device? How do I connect to a sensor? Huge amounts of focus on, you know, demonst uh, practical demonstrations of, you know, edge to cloud communication over MQTT and other protocols. Now you start to see a sh shifts towards more architectural approaches that are edge to cloud. We're seeing a lot of folks that are particularly intrigued with how can they, um, how do they manage um, changing infrastructure, you know, deploying things that are built in, you know, built in AWS, deployed out to an edge device, synchronized with Azure. These are the kinds of technology trends that you can also find in those marketplaces that tell you where developers right now are thinking about, you know, the future of the solution world. Speaking of trends, as you look ahead, what do you see as some of the biggest growth areas for IoT innovation? So I'm going to I'm going to um, I'm going to up level that a little bit because again I think from from my point of view there is no IoT market. Um, so if I was going to if I was going to say you know the use of data that comes from things to solve big problems, especially with analytics, where do I see that? Vision is absolutely front and center for everybody. Um, it became very apparent um, in the COVID times that we needed mechanisms to you know, enter things without touching everything, without handling key cards. Um, we needed ways to detect whether or not someone had the right facial protection or safety equipment. Um, employee health and safety is a, is a huge topic that we're seeing. Trends-wise, I think the, the role of vision systems is really top of mind for so many organizations. What they're saying is, well, wait a minute, I don't want to go stick button tags on everything. I don't want to deploy massive quantities of LoRa sensors all around my warehouse. Can I just use the infrastructure I already have? I think that is a really good statement about where we are as a society today. Uh, how do we do more with what we've already invested in instead of always chasing the next shiny object? Um, so that's really, I think, one of the big things. I'd say from an industry standpoint, that employee health and safety topic is definitely heightened, but I would also call out the role of in retail, um, how these IoT and analytics systems can truly change the dynamics of what a brick and mortar store's job is. We we've sort of, everybody predicted that the brick and mortar store would be completely gone, but it is in fact the best source of consumer intelligence for the CPG industry. You know, you could quickly get to the point where just like the airlines, you know, lose money on every flight, the, but they make money being a frequent flyer business and selling frequent flyer miles. You could see brick and mortar stores getting to the point where every product on the store is a loss leader because they're making money selling data about who's interacting with their products. Yeah, that's interesting. And, you know, I was just in an airport recently and, um, you noticing how many, you know, automation, how much automation is, is really taken away. You know, there's, there's uh, all those stores that you don't, 
there's just no one there. It, it watches the shelves. You pay, yeah. you know, contactless. The, the customer experience has really transformed in retail, which is pretty, pretty fascinating. The great, great way to put it. It's the experience that's driving it. Um, as, as the generations continue to change, you know, especially as we, you know, switch the, you know, the Gen Xers getting, getting ready to go into retirement, the millennials hitting that, uh, you know, kids, the, the kids moment, you know, where everybody's in, um, you know, their middle school kind of things where the, the next, that next generation coming out and, you know, sort of saying, wow, what kind of world are we in? Understanding what that experience is for what people do um, is 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 going to be a lot different. And the good news is that the technology we have the right technologies to make that happen. Think about how quickly the universities pivoted to being able to do things remotely. I, I would say to uh, somebody that's you know having kids right now, you know, don't expect there ever to be another snow day. <laughs> right. Just expect snow days to be zoom classrooms at home. Yeah. Yeah. So much has happened in the last couple of years. It's, it's really been interesting. Well, thanks Robert. Really appreciate your time. Um, a lot of, a lot of there for us to unpack and think about, you know, it's an, it's a quickly evolving industry and the opportunity to just to, to share, you know, Intel's perspectives, my own perspectives is, is always a pleasure. So uh, thanks for having me on today. This is Melanie McMullen and Hannah Hurley, and you've been listening to the IoT Integrator Wire, sponsored by Intel. You can learn more about IoT solutions on our website at www.theiotintegrator.com or follow us on Twitter at IoT Solution Provider and on Flipboard at the IoT Integrator Update. Thanks for listening and stay connected.